0: Okay, welcome back to the 100 Report. I'm Chris. I'm Charlie. And uh, yeah, today we are going to talk about the Birmingham Phoenix. But before we do, how's it going? Status update, you all right?
1: Um, Yeah, I'm surviving, thank you. I really can't complain. I'm looking over beautiful English countryside. The sun is shining. I'm down in Hampshire. But yeah, very excited to discuss the Birmingham Phoenix with you.
0: Absolutely. So uh, there's a couple of definitions for Phoenix. One is quite long, talking about a bird that lived in the Arabian Desert. So I'm going to skip to the other one, which I think is more apt. A person or thing regarded as uniquely remarkable in some respect.
1: Well, uniquely remarkable, a lot of these players are. So I'm really excited about this team. They're looking super strong. Let's start with the coach. They went with Andrew McDonald from Australia. Heaps of coaching experience. And actually, recently, Justin Langer asked Andrew McDonald to be his senior assistant coach of the Australian team, which is no mean feat. And actually, it was interesting in the discussions to accept this job offer, he did make sure that he was able to have the break to come out and coach the 100, which I thought was awesome. So very excited to have Andrew McDonald as the coach. We're going to start off with the England centrally contracted player, Chris Wokes, or as Chris likes to call him.
0: As I like to call him, Mr. Perfect. But it's because he is, That's like I'm not being mean. It's just... He, <laughs> he's got a perfect bowling action he's got an almost perfect batting technique he's you know he's a good looking lad he's he's a strapping young lad and he also looks like he's a really nice bloke like he looks like he'd go and do your nan shopping for you
1: i bet he's out there right now helping volunteering to um to do the elderly neighbor shopping, that's definitely what he's up to. uh, Yeah, local lad, people's favorite. And just to make him even more perfect, he was actually signed this year to the Delhi Capitals in the IPL for 160,000 pounds. But he pulled out a month later, wishing to extend his England career and spend more time at home with his eyes on that T20 World Cup Mm. so I think that says a lot about him as well he really takes it very seriously to represent his country and interestingly I read this article the other day about the all-rounders the great all-rounders of England at the moment in the team and they really sort of name Ben Stokes as the star the all-round star which you know he definitely deserves considering the amazing summer he had last year but Actually, you do forget that Chris Wokes was man of the match in that vital semi-final against Australia last summer.
0: Yeah, he's it kind of uh, like he does sort of float under the radar a little bit. Ben Stokes seems to take a lot of the plaudits, and you know I'm not taking anything away from Ben Stokes at all, but Chris Wokes just does all of that the the, the work underneath. I compare him to kind of how Raoul Dravid was with uh, Sachin Tendulkar taking all of the plaudits and being the master of batting that he was. But underneath it, you had Raul Dravid. And you know, you know, because I keep banging on about it, that Raul Dravid's my favourite cricketer of all time ever. And I think that we've got a similar power balance going on here with Wokes and Stokes.
1: Exactly. Um, all right, well, next up, we're going to talk about the three international players that the Birmingham Phoenix went for. First up, they went for Shaheen Afridi, the left arm fast bowler. He's almost as tall as you, Chris. He's just under six foot seven, so he's a giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got great stats um, in T20, economy rate of 7.5, average of 21. He's got four for a for 20 years of age, and his height can really extract bounce on the flattest of pitches. He can bowl a seriously mean yorker, but is also really consistent in bowling a good length. He's great in the power play, always takes those top order batsmen. He had a fantastic. Pakistan Super League. And last summer in the World Cup, he was the youngest bowler to claim a five-wicket haul. He actually took six in that match, and that was aged 19 years old. So I can't wait to see Shaheen in action. He also went for £60,000, which I think is a steal.
0: An absolute bargain, that is. And again, like I, I really like watching Shaheen Afridi bowl. He's one of the long list of fantastic fast bowlers uh, particularly left-hand fast bowlers that pakistan seem to produce i don't think i've been as excited about a young pakistan fast bowler since uh muhammad amir
1: mm, and that's saying something yeah, yeah i'm really excited to see him next up we have got kane williamson and i just put next to him good bloke exclamation mark exclamation mark <laughs> <laughs> i think he's renowned around the world for being uh, up there with Chris Wokes, probably, but even more so with how he led New Zealand last summer. I think I think that everyone fell in love with not only Kane Williamson, but the whole of the New Zealand team. And weirdly, in an age of aggressive, explosive batting, he's actually made a name for himself and success in just technique and patience, mm-hmm. which is quite nice to see as well. Um, in 2018, he was actually the leading run scorer in the IPL, and he was captain of the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Useful franchise experience, but he also really knows English conditions really well. And yeah, quite a useful little off-break bowler too, if we need him, is T20 economy of seven, so it's nothing to be sniffed at.
0: No, um, and he well he, did, he got called for throwing, didn't he, uh, a, a while back. I think it wasn't necessarily all of his deliveries, but I think it was one of his variations of his deliveries, and this is why I think perhaps we're not going to see him bowl too much now, because... I know from personal experience, because when I was younger, I got called for throwing and it really messes with you. And, yeah, you know, you get, you know, the yips, you get the yips. And uh, I I think he's just a sublime batsman and that's his strength. But (laughs) did you actually see that video uh, that was going around social media of Kane Williamson doing slip practice with his dog? It yes, was loved it. Absolutely adorable, but I loved uh, Tom Banton sent a response video doing slip catching with his dog, <laughs> and his dog was just like that. You know, he's like the, the guy, the guy at slip in your village team that just sort of stands there and watches it go past him.
1: <laughs> this ultimate fail. It was very very funny that comparison, um, but yeah, God, Kane Williamson even even his dog has skills at cricket. It's amazing. Um, okay, next up, the last of the international players. They went for Adam Zamper, and actually I was talking to you Chris before about this amazing series if you guys have the time to watch it and you have Amazon Prime definitely give it a watch it's very interesting it's called the test and it follows the australian cricket team from when justin langer took over and sort of rebuilding that team morale and it follows them a couple of years all the way up to the last world cup but adam Zampa has quite a funny relationship with marcus joiners so i'm so sure he'll be delighted to hear that marcus joiners might be joining the southern brave but he also has this really weird technique of um making coffee and he measures it all out and everywhere he goes he puts his coffee stuff in first and if and if there's room left for clothes that's he takes clothes secondary to his coffee quite funny. I,
0: do you know what i'd like it, i knew it he, he looks a bit like a hipster doesn't he and you've just <laughs> you've just does. confirmed it for me now <laughs>
1: but again absolute steal he went for forty thousand pounds which is the second to bottom price bracket i don't quite understand we'll come to it later some of the pricing that Birmingham and phoenix went for but Hey-ho, they got Adam Zampa at 40 grand. They're laughing because um, at the moment, he's Australia's first-choice white ball spinner. And his leg spin action, some compared to that of Shano.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he is. He's got a big right shoulder, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there are worse people to be compared to.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, he has real subtle changes of pace, good variation. And in the World T20 in 2016, in India, no Australian bowler took more wickets in the tournament. And his average was 13.8 with an economy of 6.2, which is pretty pretty good in, over mm. in India. And the IPL that followed, um, he got the second best figures in the tournament history, taking six for 19. So he's got great franchise experience. And he also made this year's Team of the Tournament, for the Big Bash League. So, yeah, when I say steal, I meant a steal at 40k. Definitely. Um, Next up, we have the captain of the Birmingham Phoenix. It's our very own Moeen Ali.
0: Mo, yay Mo.
1: We love him. Um, Yeah, as we know, we we know quite a lot about him already. But, yeah, left-handed bat, right arm off-break bowler. Um, he t- took a break, as we know, from the England team, but recently came back in the shorter format. So it's nice to see him um, come back and hopefully he'll come back on the test team at uh, a later date. So he's had a lot of white ball experience. Um, interestingly, I found, and I'll talk about the batting lineup later, the players really difficult to place in the batting lineup because, for example, Moe Nally he bats all over the shop in T20 alone. So for Worcestershire. He bats, I think, three for T twenty blast. In the PSL, he opens the batting. Right. In the IPL he bats at four. And in T twenty for England, he bats at seven. <laughs> <laughs> so if I was the coach, I would definitely ask Mo where he wants to bat, because I feel like when he's happy, he's a whole different character and he just holds himself so much better at the wicket when he's when he's got a bat in his hand. So yeah, we'll see where he bats in this with the with the lineup later. But his his stats are just crazy. He does so well for the Rapids and the blast in 2019, he averaged 73. His strike rate was 171 and his bowling economy was 6.4. I mean, it's just mad. Um, yeah, he also took an unbeaten 121 off 60 to reach the final stay for the Rapids.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. We, we don't really need to um, tell everybody how brilliant Moeen Ali is. He's, he's the equivalent of having two players in the squad. And I think it says a lot about how good a batsman he is, that you can put him in any position and he'll perform.
1: Moving on then, we've got um, <laughs> a teammate of Moeen Ali's in the, in the Pakistan Super League. We've got Ravi Bapara, another great all-rounder. Uh, his T20 stats say a lot as well. He um, averages twenty-eight with the bat, a bowling best of six for sixteen, and yeah, similarly capable of either opening the batting or middle-order batsman. He's a great death over finisher as well, but he's really open with the fact that he wants to be batting higher up the order. Mm. He wants to, to, yeah, he wants to make a name for himself in T20. He's got his eye on the prize for T20 World Cup um, place with England. So. He wants to prove himself. He wants to make sure that they don't run out of balls and in innings for him. So I know he'll be wanting to play higher up the order.
0: Definitely. And uh, I think uh, one of the interesting things that I've always found about Rav, because obviously he has been in and around the England squad for a long time, a sort of stalwart Essex, um, a genuine bowler as well. But one of my favourite little stats about Rav is that he made 300s in tests, but made zero 50s. So he was definitely, he was an all or nothing type uh, test player.
1: (laughs) That says a lot about him. Um, So next up, we've got uh, Lancashire, former captain, another all-rounder, who went for a head-turning top whack of 125000 Liam Livingston.
0: Oh, yeah. As you know, I'm a Lancashire fan and uh, love Liam Livingston. Yeah, again, but I'm like you, The, the price bracket was a bit of a surprise.
1: So, apparently, I read an article recently that um, that Liam Livingston going for top whack of 125,000 prompted the Manchester Originals to get Dane Villas as soon as possible because they wanted a lot of the Lancashire team up there. So, Dane Villas went for a really high price bracket off the bat of Birmingham Phoenix taking Liam Livingston for 125. So, I thought that was quite interesting.
0: Definitely.
1: Um, in T20, he averages 27 with the bat, 17 with the ball, and he's a T20 opener in the Big Bash. His strike rate's 140. The T20 Blast of 2018, on finals day, he smashed 100 of 49 balls. And although he's got plenty of franchise experience, um, he actually also turned down an IPL offer this year to focus on more caps for England by impressing through the the championship. So again, another player that's really keen to get in that T20 squad. We've got so many of them, let alone just in this team alone. Just shows that doesn't matter how much money is sort of wafted your way with IPL offers. A lot of the time, it's the work that you do at home that really impresses the England selectors. That's hopefully going to pay off for him.
0: Yeah, I hope so. And he, I, I think he's definitely got what it takes to get into that T20 squad. And also, Lancashire last year were great in the T20 Blast, and Liam Livingstone was an integral part of that. But again, like that, that is a very high price bracket for him. So they've they've set their stall out early with Liam Livingstone from my perspective.
1: I mean, Adam Zampa for 40k and Liam Livingston for 125. I mean, they got there in the end, but geez, when I was watching that draft, I was scratching my head. Yeah. Um. Another, yeah, another guy who also went for a very high price bracket, 75k. A bit of a wild card, I think. Uh, Benny Howell, another all-rounder, T20 specialist, plays for Gloucestershire. He's got real skills in the middle overs, and few have better records than English pitchers. Two thousand and sixteen, he took twenty four wickets in the NatWest Blast and became one of the first English professional players to sign up for the Bangladesh Premier League, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah,
0: very interesting.
1: His economy rate in T Twenty is six point eight, and I think originally he was supposed to be a batsman who you know could bowl a bit of medium pace, but instead it's really flipped around, and now he's a medium pace spinning pitcher who can quite well as well.
0: Oh, okay. It's interesting. You 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 often hear it going the other way of people becoming like from a bowling all-rounder to a batting all-rounder, but um that's good. I mean, especially from what I can look at in terms of the people we've looked at so far, it's nice to know that you've got some of the lower order figured out.
1: Exactly. I think he's you know, a real specialist in those middle overs, so that's really useful. Um next up we've got Adam Hose, who is the Birmingham Bears opening batsman. He's fairly early in his career, local lad, has got great potential and his stats are great. He averages 30 and his strike rate's 143. And in his debut T20, he struck 76 from 43, which is quite ballsy for your debut. So, got great potential and um, another local lad. Next up, we've got Tom Helm, fast bowler. England Lions experience, he took five for 33 in Sri Lanka which set him up really well for the English summer that followed. He topped the T20 averages with maiden fifers across all three formats in the same summer, which um, is pretty difficult <laughs> to do. I could.
0: That's very impressive.
1: <laughs> he bats at seven or eight and I think that, for me, I think he will come into his own when Chris Wokes goes off for his England duties. I can't see them both in the same starting eleven, to be honest, I think they do pretty similar things.
0: Yeah, and I think this is going to be the story across most of the squads that people have. They're starting eleven, but with an eye on the fact that the test players are not going to be there for the whole tournament. So I think it's it's good to have an eye on who's who's going to come in when that test player goes.
1: Um, next up, we've got the hard hitting Essex opener, left handed bat. We've got Cameron Delport, uh, also. An all-rounder, plenty of franchise experience, uh, strike rate 140. In the blast last summer, not many dead bowls spin to him because he's had a strike rate last summer of 193 against spin. Wow. Um, which was not really much like relief against the pace either of his strike rate last <laughs> summer was 161. So okay. you, what do you bowl at the guy? I have no idea. He's a really dangerous player and also provides quite useful right arm medium pace as well. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely sounding like he definitely deserves a place in the, in the starting 11. We'll I, can usu- I, well, I can
0: usually tell with the, with the tone of your voice uh, which way you're <laughs> going to go. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, um, you're you speaking very excitedly about him. So I'll just leave it at that for now.
1: <laughs> we'll see. I'm not giving anything away.
0: Um,
1: next up, we've got the first of two wicket Keepers. We've got Chris Cook. Forceful middle over batsman, um, recently promoted to be Glamorgan's T20 captain, and he led them really well in the championship campaign last summer. And he's Glamorgan's first first choice wicketkeeper. Okay, cool. So, so he's got yeah. a one in
0: two chance of getting in.
1: Moving on, <laughs> we've got Pat Brown, who we all know more recently for his England duties. He's a right-arm fast medium-paced bowler. 2018's leading wicket taker in the blast at 21 years old. Great death bowler. He can really disguise his off-cutters and knuckleballs. Um, also the best pace bowler average for death overs at 12.4. No wonder why Moe Nally was really pleased. He was interviewed at the draft about his team and he was super excited to have his Rapids teammate with him. He named him one of the best young white ball bowlers in the country, and yeah. As as we were talking about earlier, we did see him in the England squad last winter.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was. It's it, it, he's an exciting prospect. I remember way back when we did our very first podcast about the hundred. I think I was waxing lyrical about Pat Brown and all of his variations and how wonderful a one-day bowler he is. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm definitely on Mo's side. I think it's incredible. He's a real good find and a really good bowler to have.
1: Unfortunately, he actually missed out. He. He was supposed to play for the Big Bash last winter and he was supposed to come with England to South Africa for the T20s there, but he actually suffered from injury. So uh, he was really gutted to miss out on two of those things, especially, you know, the Big Bash. It's a real international stage to showcase yourself for all of these franchise formats, but also more so probably losing out on those vital caps for England with the T20 World Cup coming up. So hopefully with this time off now, he's really managed to, uh, recuperate and, and look after himself and get better for what we hope is going to be a good summer of cricket. So fingers crossed he's recovered. Next up, we have the second uh, wicketkeeper batsman. We've got Ricky Vessels. He opens the T20 for Worcestershire, a really explosive first blast highlight. He got 91 or 51 balls. Wow. And he began his career at North Hans, where his father actually coached. And he achieved a maiden first class century against Somerset, which oh, okay. is pretty good for your first game, yeah. he also set a new record in 2016 for list A games in England. He contributed to 342 in 39 overs in the Royal London Cup game. He's not Worcestershire's first choice wicketkeeper, that's Ben Cox, but he does keep wicket in the PSL to Shaheen Afridi, which is going to be super useful to have that relationship already.
0: Yeah, with a bowl of that speed, it's definitely helpful. <laughs>
1: the practice they've had practice um last but not least we've got henry brooks local lad 20 years old right arm medium bowler and yeah although he's in the very early stages in his career he was called up to the england lions aged 18 and the then warwickshire sport director ashley giles named him as a potential superstar uh, with decent pace and he can hit up to ninety miles an hour, so he is very exciting as well.
0: I yeah, uh, I watched him a fair bit in the Blast last year, and I really liked him. Uh, not even, uh, you know, he's a very fine bowler, but I was just watching him on his attitude alone because he he really got in everyone's face, and he was up against some big batsmen in that match. Um, you know, it was somebody like Glenn Maxwell. And I just loved his, uh, you know, his his spirit. He got right up in everyone's face and was really up for the challenge. So I, yeah, I like Henry Brooks.
1: That's great to see at such an early age as well, having having that courage. Mm. Um, okay, cool. So I'm, that's your love. I'm gonna go through the batting order and I'm gonna tell you exactly why I found it so difficult, especially with the opening batsmen, the top five. I found super difficult because you've got the likes of Kane Williamson and Moen Ali and all of these big names that, you know, Kane Williamson normally bats at three for New Zealand you rarely see him batting any lower even in the the IPL but then Moen Ali he's as we said bats all over the shop so where would he be most happy I think I'm going to put him at three because I feel like he does such a good job for the Rapids at number three and captains and it's his home ground so I feel like there is going to be at his most comfortable Mm. but then who do you open with we've got Adam Hose you've got Cameron Delport you can you know, even open with Ricky Vessels, uh, Liam Livingston. There's just a lot of players there to get up into the top five that all are really, really keen to show themselves um, as short-format top-order batsmen. So I'm actually going to go with Cameron Delport to open instead of Adam Hose, okay. which is a shame because I'd like to have seen Adam Hose in the in the starting 11, but there isn't room for everyone. So I'm going to go with Cameron Delport, left, left-handed opening bat, and I'm going to put Ravi Bopara as number two and see how he does. He's really, really keen to get... Uh, higher up the batting order so give him a chance at number two i'm then going to put moe nally at number three which means that kane williamson is batting number four so it's a shame to have him so low down and that also then means that liam livingston isn't coming in until five
0: (laughs) i can see the problems you're having too yeah
1: it's impossible and then that's what i've done for number one to five i've got ricky Vessels at number six i've got benny howell number seven Yep. Chris Wokes, I've put a number eight, and when he leaves I'll probably put in Tom Helm. Yep. Then, nine, 10, 11, I've got Adam Zampa, Shaheen Afridi, and Pat Brown.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, I think that's a very, very strong 11, and to be honest with you, that's the exact 11 I'd have picked. I'd have moved the order around a little bit more. I'd have put Liam Livingston to open, it's probably due to my allegiance for Lancashire. But um, so I had to put. So
1: what would you put, Ravi Bapara down at five?
0: Yeah, I'd literally just swap them. Livingston at open, Bapara at five, and I think uh... that is
1: a potential. We'll see how see how they do, and yeah. also the fact that you know we've got Chris Wokes at eight. Who's got a pretty decent, decent strike rate as well? I think one to eight. They can all bat really well.
0: Well, that's what I was gonna say as well. The only other switch that I would have done is I'd have swapped Benny Howell and Chris Wokes over so that Wokes is at seven and Howell's at eight. Um, but no, I've depicted the exact same eleven that you did, and it does mean that we've lost some um, some gun players here. But I think that just shows that there's a very strong squad here.
1: Yeah, Henry Brooks misses out. Chris Cook, as the second wicket keeper, misses out. Tom Helm will come in. Chris works, and it also means that we've lost Adam Hose which is a shame but I mean hopefully they're gonna give everyone a bit of a chance but you were saying as well about the amount of all-rounders in this team and how many of them could actually bowl as well
0: well yeah because that, that 11 I, uh, I was just counting those up right now actually um, of those 11 everyone except the wicketkeeper can bowl so 10 of the 11 can bowl now I don't think we're gonna see kane williamson or maybe liam livingston bowl that often but um it's just Wait, goes hang to on show. that means
1: that if 10 of them can bowl can we give them 10 balls each for 100 balls and just see what happens
0: oh that would be fantastic wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> i uh, don't think
1: you're allowed to do that, oh, that but that would be quite funny oh, i don't know
0: i wonder what the odds are for for that happening
1: <laughs> but really decent team i think i think that um andrew mcdonald's really chosen well i think the pricing was all over the shop but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day they've got they're most they've got a really good lineup there I'm really happy with that team and yeah super competitive I'm super excited to see them
0: definitely well um, that's it for the Birmingham Phoenix so uh, as ever if you're not subscribed yet please do we are on iTunes and YouTube and you can find us on our social medias on Twitter at 100Report and on Instagram at The100Report
1: and that, that sums up the team talks we provided for you next up we're going to be looking into the women's team so stay tuned for that